0: Welcome back to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what is going on in the world, and how all of it applies to our lives as Jesus followers. My name is Brooke, and this is episode thirty-seven. Lauren, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Nice. How are you doing? I'm okay. What? I'm I am uh, I have grown and moved on from our bet last week, <laughs> and uh, so if you missed last week. Um, the, uh, it was so fun. It was our, so fun. My football team played his football team, and mine was probably going to lose. But we made a bet anyway. You did. It.
1: You were a good sport because you knew. <laughs> you didn't even have to say it out loud. You knew going in that you probably were going to lose. Not, I was not going to win the game. And you still agreed to. Uh, to and, agree to the agreement. You agreed yes, to the agreement.
0: I agreed to the agreement, and after the agreement, I agreed to continue to hold the agreement. And so I wore a jersey for the wrong team,
1: a um, terrible team. Team. The, the only other jersey, I only have a couple jerseys, so the only <laughs> other jersey I had for you was Tony Romo, because um, I'm a huge, <laughs> huge Tony Romo fan,
0: and it, I did... Which is funny in and of itself, because you and I have very different opinions about Tony
1: Romo. Oh, absolutely, and I'm okay with that. Oh, uh, yeah. th- he's a polarizing figure, uh, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. I think he's amazing. Uh, this is before he became an amazing broadcaster. I think he's an amazing quarterback. <laughs> But what I hated, what what all our listeners uh, didn't have to go uh, through was, yes, yes, Brooke wore the jersey, I like, did. like a champ, but all he, day he made day. fun of Tony Romo incessantly all day, and that was not <laughs> something I was ready for uh well
0: you know it's it's you know it, when you fumble the ball that often low-hanging uh, <laughs> fruit my friend
1: <laughs> that's what they call
0: it uh yeah so we followed through the bet happened and that picture it, yeah. did go a little viral and it did, I did it I go did, viral I did like that, that viral
1: oh yeah well when you have 12 listeners on your podcast <laughs> and you have like 50 people commenting on on the picture that's viral okay, okay. Yeah. yeah that's like exponential
0: growth yeah I can't, I can't remember who it was but one of them was like you need to just grow up and choose the team that everybody else. I was like no that's it's not <laughs> going to <want>, happen <laughs> they wanted you to grow up <laughs> i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that it's more fun to poke the bear uh, the bear that is convinced that dallas is going to the super bowl right now every year every year until every, they until they, until lose they don't more <laughs> uh yeah so that happened that was good times um okay so so beyond all of that uh we had some cool stuff this weekend but i'm curious before we dive into all this um we haven't done this in a little while, so I'm just curious to throw you on the spot here. What are you listening to um, music, podcast books, hmm. whatever, whatever that means for you, your wife? Um, what, what are you listening to <laughs> that set me up for failure? Here. I'm just saying that that could be one of the things that you're listening <laughs> to. Uh, what are you listening to that you're really feeling right now?
1: Ah, great question. Hmm. Well, especially since uh, one of our fra- one of our radical minimums is to uh, listen intently. Um, which obviously is is spiritual listening to the Lord. You can't say Jesus. No, I, I can. <laughs> if I can say my wife to kiss up, I can say Jesus because it's right. Uh, but obviously that includes scripture, that includes uh. prayer life, that includes everything, reading, music. I will say this. Okay, these are, these are in no particular order of significance. Don't okay. get me in trouble that way. <laughs> I'm listening a lot to a couple of playlists of music that I've created. Okay. Uh, specifically because I'm going to a concert in three weeks uh, up in Oklahoma City, uh, Need to Breathe, I gonna, and Switch I, was, I was just assuming it was going to be yes. Need to Breathe. and I, I've seen them before, you know, several times. I'm, I'm a huge Switchfoot fan. Uh-huh. And so I just, you know, this is what you can do these days, is I can find the set lists from their tour. They're already out and about. Okay. So I've got the entire set list for both bands on this playlist. And so you're you're prepared oh. to sing along from start well, to finish. Because I, I know probably three-fourths of the songs already, because I am a true fan. Uh-huh but i'm just getting ready man i'm just i love them so much and i'm a i'm a music lover so that's that's something i'm listening to um so you're gonna
0: be the you're gonna be the fangirl that's that's there like screaming about the next song as they play like the very first note of
1: it because you already know what's coming i knew it if they just played the note i don't need the playlist for that (laughs) i'm I'm true fangirl (laughs) i'm a true fangirl um no, that's that's one of the things. If I can digress about uh-huh. a good uh-huh. Switchfoot concert, so, not even need to breathe, but a good Switchfoot concert is the entire crowd uh-huh. is screaming every word. Okay. I know there's other bands like that. Like I've been to a Coldplay concert <laughs> way back in the day, and I was overwhelmed that there's ten thousand people that knew every word. You yeah, know, right? That's not true for every band. You know, that's true. Um, but Switchfoot's like that. Okay. Uh, what else am I listening to? Um, I'm reading a lot of the book of acts and I'm not kissing up there, but because we're going through it as a church, <laughs> I'm reading, I've really enjoyed reading it in big chunks. Um, I don't think I've read the entire 28 chapter book in one sitting, but I have definitely read it in two and I've read it, uh, entirely several times now, which just really helps me get a bigger perspective on, on the history, on the narrative. Uh, you and I have talked about this, Brooke. Uh, I read, excuse me, I listened to the, I still am, I guess there's a couple episodes left. I've listened to every episode of a podcast series called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Right. Um, it is really difficult to listen to because it's about the rise and fall of a church. Yeah, not, rise, not not light and breezy. No, the rise and fall of a spiritual leader. Um, the... Um, disillusionment of some people, yeah, but also the beauty of God's grace, you know, coming through all that Um, huge mega church up in Seattle that came and went in about 15, 18 years. And uh, in a lot of ways, I think asks a lot of key questions of us Mm. Christians and of us church leaders. And uh, you and I've had some good conversations. My wife, I didn't see this coming. She's, she's a lot different than me. But I exposed her to the first uh, episode, and she can't stop listening to it now. Mm. She's she's totally mesmerized. She's almost all the way through it. So, the rise and fall of Mars Hill, uh, I think, incredibly well done. It's, it's put out by Christianity Today, really well done. Um, what else am I listening to? Those are those are primary. Okay, yeah. What about you? That's good. What are you listening to lately? I know you listen to a lot of books, audio books quickly yeah I don't know how you do it you're like a robot
0: <laughs> well you, you you know there's there's a way to there's a way to read a book or listen to a, or, or listen to it that that you you know you're picking it apart and you're underlining and highlighting and and uh, and really diving into it and that's not necessarily how I do I will make a note every once in a while when it's like oh yeah but
1: do you listen to listen to books like Neo learned Kung Fu in like eight seconds. Yes, yes,
0: at, uh, Got it. at eight times the speed. Uh, no, I, I but I, I do speed them up because a lot of them, they read the books so slow. And it's like, sometimes it's like, I've I've, put, I've had a book that I put at like two times the speed. Because it's normal. And it was still brutally slow. And I was like, my gosh,
1: who let this person read this book? Right, like, right. Just because you're the author doesn't mean you should read. Yeah. But, um, and some people, the other side, some people, the way they enunciate, you almost have to go normal speed, or you can't understand it. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So my, the speed varies, but um,
0: I, I do speed it up a little bit. I don't want to speed it up so fast that I'm just blazing through it, just to a, you know, just to to check it off the list. Right. Um, sometimes halfway through the book, I'm like, okay, I don't care anymore. But I'm not good at like, I just don't want to quit it. You know. So I want to finish it and at least get it done. So sometimes I'll speed it up, but but normally so. Uh, so let's see. Um, there's a uh, there's a song by Hillsong United um, called Another in the Fire. Uh, that um, um, hmm. is really is is a really good song. Not um, familiar. It's, it's basically just talking about uh, you know having having um, having God right there with you through through the midst of uh, the, mi- the midst of the madness. Um, Maverick City Music is always is always a go to for me. A lot of times I'll I'll turn that on on YouTube or whatever when I'm just hanging out around the house and the
1: kids. Uh, I think you and Tanner have really. Uh you brought that to my attention. I really, yeah, I, I really enjoy those. Guys.
0: I, I like them a lot, and they do. They do some really cool stuff. They have, uh, they have a couple of, of um, Spanish albums, and I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I know a little bit of Spanish, and I wish I could speak Spanish. But um, I, I really enjoy that. To me, it's it's another expression of, uh, you know, of 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 God that we don't experience all the time, and uh, and so I'm I'm a big fan of. Um, listening to songs that are in other languages and then having to actually go, go and look up the lyrics because I don't really know what they're saying. And uh, so, so that, yeah, there's, there's a couple of that. Um, I, uh, I have a podcast that I like to listen to. It's called, uh, Love Thy Neighborhood. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, a, a an organization in Louisville that, uh, has like internships set up for, uh, for young adults, like, um, college through i think like 30 or something 30 35 something like that where they they basically just put them into um into situations they have internships with uh you know homeless people or um, uh, pregnancy centers or uh immigration things you know basically in in any kind of situation and it's just a really cool podcast to me i love it um it, it they tell lots of stories about how um you know, people are are hearing from God and being moved by God and being introduced to God and getting to know, uh, getting to know the community that you don't normally see and and having a conversation. There was one that was uh, um, just a, a quick story. They were they were talking about how they they were all of a sudden they were in panic mode because there was a, a man experiencing homelessness that was having an argument with one of their interns. And turned out that as everybody's panicking, they realized that the two of them were actually getting along. They were just arguing over football. They had come together and they <laughs> had they had become good friends and they were having this argument over football. And, uh, you know, so they had connected in a way that, was, that, that we would normally expect to connect with friends. You and I have arguments over football all the time. And so... You know, it was just it was in this situation. You know, stereotypes and and all of this kind of went into play really quickly, and then they realized, oh no, this is a good thing. And um, so, yeah, it's 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 just a it's a, a podcast that I enjoy listening to, and lots of, That's lots cool. of stories. That's um, very cool. There's a book called uh, "Loving uh, Loving Your Community" that was a, um, uh, about uh, having like community based outreach from your churches, uh-huh. and one thing that really just stuck out to me, and I just finished this a couple uh, maybe a week or so ago, and. Uh, they, they, they talked about how a lot of churches tend to have the mindset of, um, we basically say no until we just kind of have to say yes to something. Mm. Uh, We live in that scarcity mindset of, well, they admit that. Uh, no, but they're they're acknowledging that that's how we tend to act. Oh, I see. I so see. not saying that churches actually say no, 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 no. We're not doing any of but, that until we have but to. But in reality, in reality, that's how we live. Yeah, we live in that scarcity mindset of we don't have the money to do this, we don't have the resources to do this, we don't have it, and so the book is based on like. Um, you know, what if your church actually said yes until you had to say no? Mm. So you used your building for what you could. You used the money, and trusting that God is going to do these things. So it was, it was a challenging book, mm. and Interesting. Uh, I thought
1: it was really cool. So uh, you yeah. are, I, I've already mentioned it, but because I'm still reading it, and because I know one of our <laughs> other elders is reading it, and because my mom and dad have picked it up and are reading it, okay, I'll mention again. This book uh, winsome conviction. Right. Uh, subtitle is uh, disagreeing without dividing the church. Mm. And oh my goodness, it's, it's for these times. I was going to say that, that that it fits what our world is dealing with. And, uh, I have, I, uh, I saw a friend, uh, yesterday, one of, one of my friends here at church, uh, we've actually disagreed on a few things (laughs) and he, but he's a, he's a brother. He's, he's sharp. We love each other. And so I specifically said, Hey, can we read this book together and just talk about it? And Mm -hmm. he's, he's like excited about it. That's cool. Uh, but we we were talking yesterday together over pancakes and sausage briefly. And he said, "Have you finished it?" And I said, "You know what? I've started it over three times because it's one of those it's one of those ones I don't want to learn like neo Kung fu. I, yeah, I right. want to just wade through it. And starting over means like he finished it or or whoever. no, I haven't even finished it. like I got I'm talking about me. I got to page sixty something, right, and then put it down for a few days. And then when I picked it up, I didn't want I didn't want to start it oh, okay, page okay. I wanted yeah. to start over, and then I got to page like a hundred. <laughs> And then I put it down for a few days and then I didn't want to, I wanted to go back. I also learned that I highlighted everything. <laughs> like yeah, right, yeah, like yeah, it's, it's one, one of those, those books that was so convicting <laughs> or so thought provoking that then I go back to look at my my quote notes and I'm like, this is not helpful. Yeah. I just circled everything. Man, this publisher really <laughs> should like not publish everything in like yellow. Like that's weird. Oh, right. Why
0: would you publish everything in yellow? Exactly. So oh, that's the whole that's
1: book. another book that, uh, to be clear, does not have a dog in the fight, so to speak. Does, yeah. It's not from a camp or from a ideological view, other than blatantly Christian uh, and a heart for the church. Right. But it, it's so thought-provoking, really, to push in, in both extreme directions to say... Um, in fact, I'll say this one thing that I, I hear the authors saying, is that the New Testament writers, specifically Paul, and Peter in their letters, um, yes, they addressed with this particular church in this particular town, hey, hey, that one thing, stop that. Or in this other particular church in this other particular town, hey, you guys are doing too much of this, stop that. But what every letter at some point says is, would you guys get along better? Mm. Would you guys stop quarreling? No quarreling. Stop fighting. Yeah, stop it. Unity, unity. Unity. And the fact that he brings up all these passages and all these different letters to all these different churches, it really brings home, this is central for us. Yeah. Like, the world's watching, and they, they see we can't even get along with each other. <laughs> um, so, boy, you just opened up a can there. What are you listening to? I didn't now? mean to. I just I thought, like it. you know. I, I like it. I think that's a great different. question for all of our listeners. What are you listening to? Yeah. Uh, reading? Podcasts? Teaching,
0: well, and scripture. We've, and we've talked about that before. Like, what, you know, if you, if you were to take an audit of the things that you are consuming, if you're, li- you know, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you, you know, what are you reading? Those kinds of things. Right. It makes a big deal. And, and you might even look at it and go, huh, oh, maybe I'm not reading as, as uh, yeah. you know, as much scripture as I thought. Or yeah. maybe I'm not consuming, or, or, or I am consuming more than I expected I was, you know, if you right. list it out or something. But yeah. So you 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 mentioned this. Uh, you mentioned the pancakes and the sausage. Um, we had uh, we had our come to the table uh, yesterday. So fun Sunday morning. So fun. And uh, yeah, so I, I walked into the building today before we started recording, and I was like, "Man, it still smells like uh, like pancakes and sausage." <laughs> I hope in that here. lasts a little while. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> next next Sunday, everybody might be getting here and being like, "It still smells." The way are we doing pancakes and sausage again today? And, <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. You can go get muffins at the at the end, coffee at the bar, You can get a latte or whatever. But so uh, I, I'm curious how, how you you how'd you enjoy the event? I loved um, it. The, it's 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 uh, for an introvert like me. Um, I, I hate these kinds of events because because <laughs> too so, honest, Brooke. But I know I'm being honest because so often it's it's uh it's the superficial conversations yeah. Yeah. that that happen. I'm not saying that's the goal. I'm not saying that's what we're shooting for because you're shooting for for crea- for uh, creating community, right? And and so and maybe it's just like if if I stand off a little bit, like that's just kind of what happens. Maybe that's the you know it's a it's a self fulfilling uh, self fulfilling prophecy, but um. But well, yeah, so th- those kinds of things happen. That's not what happened to me yesterday, but I'm
1: curious what Well, what, to, uh, what to, you to your point, there is a danger in events like this that the people who already have connection just have even more fun because, oh, they're seeing all the people they're connected to right. and enjoying community. And the people who don't have connection, who are newer to the community or are more on the introverted side, uh, sometimes it's just a painful reminder. of how. Sure. Like I, I specifically looked around and saw at least... Uh, at least four or five couples or people that were sitting by themselves eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fairness, I did I did go to a couple of them and reach out and introduce myself. But I also remember really enjoying sitting and talking to friends, people right. I knew, and still noticing across the room somebody being by themselves. Mm. and feeling a little bit of heaviness and I didn't <laughs> go over there like yeah. shame on me you know especially because I'm a little more on the outgoing yeah. side and I sh- thought people like me are supposed to go over there you know so yeah. but to your point um I just love the long timers some of I remember seeing several families and I'm like I didn't even know they still came to colonial like how mm. cool yeah and I don't know if it's the pandemic or what but there they were you know and, free, free breakfast. And then here's another moment that I <laughs> love. There's a new couple that just started coming here this summer. They love Colonial. Um, they might even be listening right now. Uh, and it was probably my favorite moment in the morning is they're in line literally to get pancakes. They're about to get their pancakes. And she turns to me and she says, I went to the coffee bar today. And Sherry, who is who's, who's, right. uh, managing our coffee bar right now. I'm not sure what her title is, but she's, she's the guru <laughs> over at the coffee bar. Sherry recognized this couple, and i I think I even heard her say called him by name, and she just lit up and she goes this it's like it's like moving from outsider to insider, yeah, you know, yeah, We even talked about that way back in student ministry days when i was when I was working with young life, so many things that we did, even with our weekly outreach program, was how do we turn an outsider into an insider, how do we help someone feel like?" one week they're watching and they don't know what's going on. They don't yeah. understand what's going on, but whether it's cause we sang the same song or we told the same joke twice, or yeah. if there's a repeat line, everybody screams or it's just a familiarity that grows and they, they move from, Oh, now I'm on the inside. Right. And no, I, I think I that a, a, an event like come to the table, like let's all just eat and laugh and stand in line for a little too long and, yeah. and sit at a table kind of even forcibly sometimes with three, four five other people. Mm-hmm there's something about that that just edges us forward a little bit more i think from outsider to insider so yeah. I, not only that but um you know we had one service instead of two so uh i'm sure one or more folks did not know about it one of my friends from our rooted group uh he showed up at 11 and was like oops, oops. <laughs> but most people shout out to Ron way to go Ron but most people i think you know came at 9:15 and man oh it yeah. was so fun. It was like we were worshiping with a huge crowd. Uh, I'm always on the front row just because where I sit with my family, and just to hear everybody singing behind me. Uh, to teach to a full crowd, um, so fun. Yeah. It, was, it was just a fun day. Yesterday yeah. was was a really fun day.
0: Yeah, and it's it's, it's also cool to see um, uh, seeing the, uh, the the group from uh, from Faith Refuge. Um, that that is there and in the building, and and um, you know Michelle's continuing to bring them. And I and, love that and, group and down then, there, and just and watching them get to get to. Not that I was sitting there watching them, but I did notice that they were here, and so just just getting to you know
1: be a part of yes. community with with everybody else. And you know you know uh, I don't know if we've said much about that group, but you know they're going through a I think it's a twelve month program of recovery. I can't remember. I don't remember exactly how long. But it is, it's a long term. Yeah, it is a long thing. Very intensive ministry yep. experience and. These ladies, uh, I'm sure one or more of them is coming, you know, dragging their feet or maybe even kicking and screaming. <laughs> but but a bunch of them just seem so excited about not just going to different churches at different times. Michelle, who's leading them, right. has said, I want to go to Colonial every week. I want them to feel more and more like this is their church. Yeah, And she's got them down front in the in front and center. And they're raising their hands and singing. That's and cool. they're laughing at my worst jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're just so, so for lack of a better word, they're cute. They're just, they're Mm -hmm. engaged, you know? And, um, I have said probably 10 times already on our podcast and I say it all the time on stage on Sundays, my, maybe I don't say it enough, but my favorite people are broken people. Um, the people who I even hear Jesus saying, I came for the sick, not the healthy. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll tweak that to mean something different for me. I don't want to be around people who think they're healthy. Mm. I love being around people who are painfully aware of their brokenness, of yeah. their insufficiencies, uh, because I know I am. <laughs> it's part. I mean, some it's it's like that honesty that we yes. actually crave from each other, but yes. try to hide all the time. You know, we put our masks on. We, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah so I loved I love seeing them and and uh, just just getting to. To you know, be a part of it. I got to. I, I one of the one of the, the the people that you saw sitting by themselves. Um, uh, I went and sat down and and talked to, and ended up spending the rest of the the rest of the morning. Talking Look at to you, him. introvert. I know. I can. You're fake growing, it. Brooke. I, I can fake. What are it. you, 41 so, now? Yeah, that's right. I so I sat down with uh, with Dan and Debbie Thompson. Love and, the Thompsons. Um, what and, little uh, I know, Dan and Debbie are awesome. And yeah. I, so I didn't, I didn't know them. I j- didn't know who they were. I just said, "Hey, you saw them. I'm gonna go sit with these people yeah. and just say hi." And, and uh, we ended up. St- we were in conversation the entire time, and and not cool. to not to overshare their conversation, but um, just just to get to hear from them, like you know what brought them to to Wichita Falls, and they they started coming to Colonial just before the pandemic hit, and I was like, yeah, that's a perfect time to try a new church, right? That's great, and then uh, and so they you know getting involved in a rooted group and and how that has made it, you know, just just like you were talking about somebody coming up at the coffee bar and and being called by name and feeling like an insider, you know, for them they you know being a part of this group has, has done that for them. And, and, uh, so it was just, it was just cool to, 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 get to hear Fantastic. them. So, hi Debbie.
1: I know you're, I know you're listening. So Debbie's um, a faithful listener. We don't deserve it, but that's right. So yeah, it was cool. In well, fairness, I think yeah. she said, when you start talking, she puts it on three, three, she speeds it, She's she speeds what, it yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Brooke. That's right.
0: That's right. That makes that, that makes perfect sense. So, okay. So tell me, uh, your, your thoughts. Uh, I know you shared, you shared this on stage yesterday, but, um, we announced this week that, that Doug Marchand is, is one of our new elders. And uh, I know that's been in the works for a little while. It's not the, the quickest process, which is a good thing. And, uh, so, so tell me, tell me what you're thinking there. What are you, what are you excited about? Could maybe, not be more. Maybe we can get him on the podcast oh, here in a yeah. couple weeks. In fact,
1: we need to get him on the podcast really soon. I'm serious. Uh, if nothing else to share his story, um, I I will spoil it. Oh, I shouldn't have. Don't spoil it. I shouldn't it. have said this. No, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll hold it back. I'll hold back. <laughs> I was going to get myself in trouble too. Um, but Doug is amazing. Oh my goodness. He's easily one of my favorite people that I have met since moving here a little over three years ago. He and Gina both. And he loves Jesus, he loves people, uh, he's incredibly generous with his stuff, with his time, uh, with his tender heart, and he has, I mean, to to connect even to a statement from the teaching yesterday, he has had an experience with Jesus that makes him unshakable, hmm. and it's legit, he is legit, and so... Um, He is a, in some ways, uh, I'll let Doug disagree with me on this if he, if he just really feels strongly, but to me, he is kind of a ready fire aim guy, uh, (laughs) which every team needs, you know? Um, if we're all carefully aiming forever (laughs) before we fire, uh, then we never get it done. And, and, uh, we've got one or more of those and Doug is like, let's go let's meet that need let's let's mm-hmm. let's love people well. let's be generous. let's and so i I really appreciate that about him uh, but he's also he's also super sharp. he owns his own business um he's not I, don't let me paint a knucklehead picture he's he's super sharp and and deliberate and so all that to say, yeah, we have taken several months. I love how we've done it. We're still learning. Can can I just say this out loud? We're learning how to elder, you know? Um, I've only been here three years. Uh, Pat has only been an elder for, I wanna say a year and a half maybe. I may be a little off there, maybe a little longer. Brett has only been an elder since partway through 2020. Uh, We are learning how to elder. um, Like any role, like any leadership role, especially there's a learning curve. Uh, But I love the way we did this specifically. If we brought Doug on several months ago, asked him to read through this book on eldering with us and, and discuss it weekly with us and pray with us. Uh, he's been in the room when we've had some of the hardest conversations about church leadership, even mm. though he didn't officially have a vote, Yeah, but we've allowed him behind the curtain, so to speak for a, for a decent chunk of time. And I feel that much better about, okay, he knows what he's getting himself into. <laughs> you know, he's, he's not coming in going, okay, what does this mean to be an elder? No, he knows now what it means to elder, mm and in a lot of ways he's already doing it. Um, so I will add this quick thought is he makes up our fourth elder and all of us agree. We need more elders. Um, we really, I'll speak for myself. I I feel strongly, I think five to seven is a really healthy number for a church. Um, even a bigger church, even if our church was, was five or 10 times as big. Uh, I think that I read this once and it stuck with me. I think if you have, uh, more than, than seven ish, then you can't have one conversation around a dinner table. You end up having Mm. two or three or four simultaneous conversations. And I think there's something very practical about a size of five to seven. I think less than five is, is also problematic. You just need some diversity of thought. Sure. Uh, so we're not where we want to be yet, I would love for our entire church. If you're listening, pray for more elders. We take it really seriously. We're not going to throw some warm bodies in there. Um, I think it, it requires raising up leadership, and so there's a process to it. Um, we've had a couple people over the last, you know, two three years express a desire to be an elder, and some. The irony is sometimes those are folks you don't want to mm. <laughs> to empower. You know, it's almost. Like a humble Begrudging Ooh, Okay I'll carry that weight yeah. You know Um So yeah Doug So excited Let's get him on here Um Sometime the next few weeks, for sure. And yeah.
0: So if you're if you're listening and you know Doug, then uh, go ahead and send him a, a message. You yes. Can text him or call him or whatever, and warn him that I'm coming and tell, tell him, him you want to hear his story. Tell, tell him, him you want to. He needs to be on here. So. And and also,
1: to, uh, anybody listening who knows Doug, or even if you just want to be bold, uh, and you don't know Doug, would you send him an encouraging note? Uh, if you send something to me or Brooke, we can forward it, L. Jones or B. James at colonialchurch.org. Um, or you could actually just send it to him directly. That's uh, uh, His email is dmarchand at colonialchurch.com. Is that set up now? Yeah. Oh, he is official. I'm on top of things. D-M-A-R-C-H-A-N-D, like march and, D. and at colonialchurch.com. Yep. You do go. it. Encourage him.
0: So you can do that. Um, okay, so let's dive into let's dive into Acts um, from from Sunday, and uh, this is this is where we've we've now seen the, the persecution of the church start. We're we're getting we're getting called out. We're getting told to stop. We're getting put in prison. Uh, I say we. I didn't have anything to do with it. Um, I was not around. Uh, what's uh, what is your what's your your impression of what's going on? in this in this first chunk right or not i guess not first chunk but what well, we're talking about now
1: we're still dealing with uh historically before the gospel just took off mm-hmm. uh to where gentiles uh which is the the funky word for non-jews for us for us that's us yeah mm-hmm. that's us living on the other side of the planet that's that's different people groups outside of the jewish world they have not yet been brought the gospel. That's not where we are yet. We are still historically, these first several chapters of Acts, where the church is born. It's in the city of Jerusalem. It's following the resurrection of Jesus. It's following uh, Jesus spending a few weeks with them. It's following what we call Pentecost, the Holy Spirit coming, and the church going, boom, blowing up with thousands of people that are excited about following the one, the Messiah, Jesus, but it's still got this strong Jewish flavor to it. And that's where we are. And the Jewish leaders, in this case, in chapter 4, the Sanhedrin, uh, the civil authorities mm-hmm. who are very connected to Rome, they're loyal to Rome, uh, they're very much theologically against the resurrection of the dead, if you heard Pastor Jordan talk about that a couple of weeks ago. And so they hear these Christians talking about Jesus being raised from the dead, and they are threatened by this. But what I love that's become more and more central to my understanding of history is this one little incident with this disabled man. They can't get past it Mm. because everybody saw this guy that tons (laughs) of people knew his, they saw his life change Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally. They saw him go into the temple and so they can not like what these people are saying all they want, but they can't argue with this reality of life change. And I think that speaks to me even now is there's a lot of things I don't know, uh, but you can't argue with life change. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of things that we, we try to focus on with sharing the gospel with people around us, and in so many ways, it's freeing that, okay, but they don't get to argue with life change. Yeah. The joy that I have now that I didn't have before, the unshakableness that I have now that I did not have mm. before, the contentment I have now that I did not have before, uh, the eternal perspective I have now that I didn't have before. Okay, good luck arguing with those things, right. you know? So that's what I see coming to life, and it also, because I have been reading ahead a lot, cheating, reading the rest of Acts, which I hope a lot of our listeners are doing, this is the beginning. It's about to blow up. It's about to, you could even argue it's about to spiral out of control. Hmm. Uh, There's going to be, this is the first big negative moment thrown in jail and told to shut up. There's a lot more of those moments coming And if we look ahead in decades and centuries, there's a lot more dark, dark moments coming. Uh, Which really, I think, helps us today fully contextualize Christianity. It's not the... Acts 2 is this beautiful, and they all shared their stuff, and (laughs) they all prayed together every day, and they were in their homes together. Right. I don't know why I took this voice on, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But that's the glamorous, beautiful... Beginnings, Yeah, the Acts 2 church, right. It got dark. Chap- two chapters later, chapter 4, you're in jail. Yeah. Wait till we get to 5, 6, 7. Like, it's going to get dark. Yeah, and and,
0: and and then it just continues from there, like yes. floggings and, and,
1: you know. Mur- yeah, beatings. Murders at the hands of yes, the murders. state. Yes, murders are coming. So for all of you folks that shipwrecks. don't like the Hallmark cards, <laughs> that don't like the trite, that don't like the the super spiritual easy answers, guess what? The mess is coming. Yeah. Uh, that you're going to be able to relate to, I think, better, you know, um, which I think is going to make this study more applicable to where we are, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, so you talked about a couple of things that uh, that, that stuck out to me, and,
0: and one of them is, is and, and I, I uh, admit in the moment, I can't remember the exact context, but uh, you talked about the every civilization... Falls apart. in mean, mm-hmm. history as we look That's back, what we see looking back, that, yeah, that all of these civilizations, these massive ones, you talk about the Roman Empire. I think you talked about the British Empire. Yeah. That was like, would you say the sun, the sun never sun, sets? Yeah, the sun never sets on on the empire. Well, it did until it did, and then it did. You know, the uh, I think about the like the um, Japanese Empire, and uh, you can talk about Napoleon and right. the Germans, and right. so many of those things.
1: You know, and they've all fallen apart. Even even to go recent, I mean, there was. I'm dating myself here at 51, but there was a huge chunk of my life where the Soviet Union yeah was the enemy. Right. The Cold War, all that. Well, where's the Soviet Union now? It was it, but it was a superpower. Gone. It wasn't just the they enemy, were it was like a superpower that could wipe us out. They're right. gone, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out exactly how to ask this, but um how do we how do we keep from from placing our confidence as say because we, we live in the United States the United States is the superpower right and, you know how do we keep how do we keep our confidence in in God and what He can do in the boldness that uh, that 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 these guys in in Acts had that was not in the state that was not in that um, you know I think about uh, like a lot of times we think about the end times the end times are almost here like you know Jesus is coming back soon. And it's almost like we think about that's going to happen prior to the end of the end of the United States. Well, what if it doesn't? So how do we how do we keep our confidence in God in a li- in our lifetime if we end up finding ourselves in
1: a, in a civilization that ends? I think that is probably about as central as it gets these days to trying to live the Christian life. I think that uh, you know I think I think sometimes we like to at least think. Uh, and believe that there was a time when everybody around us was Christians. I think especially we fall into that in the Bible Belt down Mm -hmm. here. And what we're finding is more and more, we live in a pluralistic society. Um, This recent Barna study says that for the first time since they started taking these stats, which is several decades now, that more people say they're not going to church Hmm. uh, and they're not Christians than people who say they are. In our country, and so this is this is literally the first time we can say with some scientific certainty that we're in the minority, um, even here in the Bible Belt, you know. And so I, I think I think it just begs the question, real simply, you know, where's my confidence? You, you said you said that word. Where, where's my confidence? Where's my hope? Um, I th- I don't think it means we can't enjoy the heck out of the uniqueness of our our tribe. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the fun is. Uh, that's part of the allure, uh, or the, or the, even just the wonderful, beautiful love of your particular tribe in any, of any kind, e- even being a, dare I say it, a Dallas Cowboys fan or a <laughs> Baylor bear or pick a, tr- pick, pick the tribe you're going to focus on in the moment. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it, these are my people. These are, this is my shared experience with folks, but there, there's a line in there somewhere where we find our hope. And our confidence and our very meaning, our our significance in that tribal affiliation, hmm. which which is simply what the Bible calls idolatry. You know, it's idolatry is where a good thing becomes the main thing. And uh, Dallas Cowboys is a good thing. I'll argue that till the end of, end of the day. <laughs> but it, the day that that became, becomes a main thing for anybody, that is that is called you know. you know, yeah, and it's certainly wrong, and so I think we can even take that to um, just where our hope is in a particular civilization that we get to be a part of. Think about the think. I I guess, I guess, here's a question I hadn't thought about this till now. What about the Christians who lived, for example, in the midst of the Roman Empire, especially? Let's go to the city of Rome. I'm totally speculating here. You you grew up in Rome, you enjoy the freedoms of being a Roman citizen, Mm -hmm. you enjoy, uh, being on top. I mean, the rest of the world is doing whatever, you know, (laughs) you're also in Rome. So you're probably in the safest place in the entire empire. Mm -hmm. I'm speculating. Mm -hmm. Um, you probably enjoy stuff, you know, decadence maybe that, that most of the world doesn't get to enjoy and you become a christian you literally fall in love with jesus and you find your new life in him and i wonder what life looked like after that for that person mm-hmm. there's a there's a ton of people like that in rome that came to christ what did it look like for them to shift their perspective to shift their hope their meaning their future their their very purpose in in waking up in the morning right. from everything they knew before and still and still enjoy rome still enjoy what a, what a great country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do I get to live here? This is amazing, you yeah. know? But my allegiance is to Jesus, mm-hmm. not Caesar. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, that's, I never have even put it that straightforward to myself before. Well, I, would, and, I would love to be a fly on the wall of right. some Roman Christians right. back in and, the day. And
0: even, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to me to think okay, so that same person, if they lived pre Constantine, and post Constantine, you know, like before right before it became That's another Christianity question. became the religion of the of the of the empire, you know. Right. So the first one is like, Oh, now everything is changing and I am not necessarily in agreement with everything the state says and pre Constantine, yeah. Right now you're talking about potential persecution and how do you how do you you know navigate through life caring about other people and being the now the outcast that lives in this society and then you go to the other side of Constantine who introduced Christianity as the religion of the state and it's a whole different ballgame you
1: yeah. know no you're right that that's actually another layer of a great question because to your point before it was cool <laughs> before yeah, it was accepted right, right. before when it was when it was uh uh, subversive yeah, to be not, in not Rome mi- not and mainstream. be a Christian. That's very different than, I guess I'm thinking post-Constantine. I'm yeah. thinking, uh, which was 324, 325 AD. <laughs> um, but you know, it's 400, it's 500, it's, it's, uh-huh. and I'm, forgive me if I'm stepping into some other history I'm not thinking of, but <laughs> it's post-Constantine to your point. That's a Man, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. So to that end, uh, I think that's an application question for us today, 2021, that I didn't really push yesterday. But uh it, the the heart behind part of what I was trying to say is everything else every, yeah, the world's shaking, but we know that already. Everything falls apart. Um including our own bodies, yeah. you know, including relationships, including uh our churches, you know, they mm-hmm. fall apart in the mm-hmm. end. Now, the church with a capital C ain't going nowhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and the people of God aren't going anywhere because the one thing that lasts forever is the love of the Lord. Yeah, that's that's something we can hold on tightly to.
0: Well, another thing that uh, that stuck out to me was um, you were talking, you said, uh, let's see if I can can say it right. You said that the uh, we, we should pray to be unshakable and not that the world would stop shaking. Right. So the so the world isn't going to stop being crazy. We know we know that that chaos happens all over the place. That everything is the things are difficult. There's death and there's cancer and there's war and and these things that that continue on, um, but that we should be pray we should pray that we're not thrown by the shaking world, rather that we can be um, we can be that unshakable. So, are are you? Um, are you saying that we we shouldn't pray for situational things like like healing or direction insert, or comfort after these kinds of things or we shouldn't worry about the 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 the, uh, the people in Haiti that are are in devastation because of her of of I almost said hurricane uh, the, of the earthquake um, but we should be unshakable people it's almost like you know Seems like it might be an easy leap to jump
1: to, but uh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't care because I'm praying right. for something that's coming beyond that. You, I'm so glad you asked that because uh, I tried to be clear yesterday that of course we should pray for those things. Hmm. Uh, thankfully, there's other examples in Scripture where we do, are, we are taught to pray for those things. Jesus Himself teaches us to pray for our circumstances. Um, makes me want to share a couple things. One is. If you haven't heard me teach much, you need to recognize occasionally, at least, I like to teach in hyperbole. <laughs> gets me in trouble. But, and part of that is because I get passionate and I make some broad statements. Okay. Part of that is very purposeful. Uh, a teaching uh, tool sometimes is hyperbole, uh, whether it gets our attention or it really provokes a lot of thought and even pushback, disagreement. That's part of my angle, if I'm honest. But, um, I'm trying to get better. I've even had a couple of friends uh, on staff and elsewhere that know me as a teacher that have, have cautioned me, Hey, be careful. If you don't, if you don't give a good explanation on the front and maybe the back end, that you can be misunderstood with Mm -hmm. these blanket statements. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I tried to say even yesterday was, Hey, I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't pray over our circumstances. We should pray for healing. We should pray that, that, we should pray that our school system here in Wichita Falls continues to improve significantly. We should pray that the poor are cared for and provided for and that maybe even God wants to use us to be a part of that. Mm. We should pray for, for all kinds of circumstances to change. We should pray for that relationship that's really strained to get better, to heal. I just tried to say yesterday, what I hear God telling me is, Lauren, you need to set your eyes more on what is unchanging you need to set your eyes more on what what I want to do in you Lauren and and the ripple effect from there is what matters and so I just think I was, I was looking up a couple passages even as we were talking here you know in, in Colossians 3 Paul says since you have been raised with Christ set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So I don't think Paul is saying, don't even pay attention to what you need to eat right now. Don't even pay attention to the fact that you've got a headache and you need drinks more water. (laughs) You know, I, I don't think that is at all what he's saying. I think he's speaking maybe even in hyperbole here to say, fix your attention more than ever on what matters on heavenly things. And so, um, I think therein lies the tension is we should have a heavy heart for people in Haiti, for example, right now. And all at the same time, we've got to be grounded in what is unchanging, what is un unaffected by the worst things in this world, which is God's sovereignty, God's power, who we are in him, how he feels about us. Um, and that's why I even went to my, my brother's example is mm. every logical reason to say you're, world just got turned upside down, just got flipped, and it's crumbling. And does that mean my brother needs to have this pie, you know, pie in the sky? Everything's great, everything's fine. I'm not even thinking yeah. about earthly things. No, he's supposed to be dying. He's supposed to be right. sad and mad and confused and frustrated and scared for his boy's future. And all at the same time, he is supposed to be Grounded, rooted fully that this is not all there is. Yeah. That God is good and that, um, not only does Andrea, his wife, have a new body and is suffering zero, which is amazing, mm. but that, uh, God is going to be with him and continue to work in and through him moving forward and care for his boys and, um, and even use this for good. Even use a moment like a funeral service, a moment, a conversation he has next week or next month or next year with some clients he works with that dramatically impact the way they see the world because of his unshakableness. Um, so I hope I hope that makes some sense. I spoke in hyperbole a little bit. I tried to give it some disclaimer. We are meant to, to pray over circumstances for sure. I just hear the Lord saying, Lift your eyes. Lift your eyes past the end of your nose, and and realize you need to be grounded in me, because there's more. There's more shaking coming, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so to get
0: to maybe take this to a uh, uh, one of the things that makes me think of is, is a local example. Um, if you drive around town, um, you might still see these signs that say uh, that say "pray for peace." Um, that I think was uh, maybe it was a Patterson slogan. Uh, yeah, that's a slogan that Logo? Did You say uh, slogan? I did. I did. Yeah, uh, slogan. Um, you know, something that they had, and there were signs out. Uh, you know, that that I've seen in yards, things like that. Not to not to you know denigrate anybody that that had that sign or prayed for peace. But so, what you're saying, if I'm understanding in this in this specific context, then would be to not just pray for peace, but what are we actually doing? The question then, in my head, is what well, what are we doing to be peacemakers rather than Um, rather than just, man, let's, let's pray that that the
1: war in the Middle East stops. Yeah. Yeah. And I would add a third layer to that. I think we're supposed to pray for peace, which is our circumstances. Mm -hmm. I think we're, I think to your point, pull it back. What are we doing to actually make that happen? How do we join? Yeah. Not just, not just cry out from a distance, but join God in his efforts to bring shalom wholeness, but even to pull it back another layer. And this is where I'm going is God, what do you want to do in me? to make me a person of peace, mm-hmm. like not just get busy, not just yeah. get active, but how do you want to continue to transform me, my heart, my mind, change my perspective, equip and empower me? Uh, what do I need to know and, and become that will then translate into me be, being active as a peacemaker that will then translate into peace coming to the Middle East and mm-hmm. Um, that's where, that's where that maybe, maybe to take that specific example, that's where I, I would go with it, but it does it's, it's not all linear either. That's, that's part of the Yeah. messiness of all this at the same exact time. Let's pray for peace. Let's pray. Right, right. Let's pray that supernatural things that we don't even see or can measure are happening because we're crying out to God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, another thing that,
0: uh, another thing that stood out to me is you were, um, as you were, you were listing off ways that, you know, times, uh, examples in the Bible that um, the ground shook, or that there was some sort of a violent shaking, the mountains quaked. Uh, you know, you were giving some of those examples, and, and as we've talked about on here multiple times, um, you know, context is a big deal. Right. Uh, you talked about Matthew twenty seven fifty and 50, 50 through 52, and uh, the one of the versions that I like to read that, that it's a, a um, century new century version. I don't remember what it exactly is. Um, it, uh, it said, it said that once again, Jesus shouted and then he died at once. The curtain in the temple separating the, that was separating the Holy from the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split apart, uh, graves opened and many of God's people were raised to life. Um, I don't think you, you, didn't use the end of that, but, uh, but like the context of, uh, of that verse alone, like, that's just such a cool thing. Obviously we're talking about a really, really tough time because it's as Jesus dies, right? So he's on the cross, he cries out, let's go and just says, all right, in your hands, I commit my spirit. And then he dies, right? And then this this violent shaking of everything happens and everybody's freaking out and it's dark all over the place and there's rocks cracking all over the place. I mean, you imagine how, how terrifying that would be that the... These graves are, you know, the stones are rolling away, and people are walking out of their tombs. Like, <laughs> you know, that's thriller. That's that's the that's the thriller, you know, thriller. video. You just went to, just went to in thriller. real life, you know. Michael Jackson just yeah. made the podcast. Yeah, that's right, and and so I started thinking. I was thinking thinking about the um, the explanations that I've that I've read about the 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 curtain that that separated the 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 holy of holies from the rest of the temple, like the super. Uh, the super holy place, like nobody goes here except for the high priest, and only at certain times. And they've got a rope around his waist just in case he dies, so they can pull him out without everybody else dying. And and that that that, that curtain, the the symbolism to me is like the cur- as as Jesus dies for our sins, that the curtain that separates that that we as as the sinners are not capable of crossing into this line without dying is ripped from the top to the bottom so it's not like somebody's on the ground and they're trying to rip it up like it's like a 20 foot deal like it's way up high in the sky it gets ripped up from the top and just the symbolism of like you now have access because of this uh, because of, of of this thing this event that just happened obviously that then culminates in the the ground shaking again at uh, at the resurrection, three days later, and at the at the beginning of Matthew twenty eight. But I just thought that was so that's such a cool verse, and I know that was that was not necessarily what you were <laughs> diving into and and listing those out. But it was just that I couldn't get past that verse and thinking yeah. about the you know the the, the veil or the the. Uh, that, uh, that, that curtain being torn and people walking out of their graves and just the, the chaos. And yeah, you know, you, you, you use the example we talked about not being in an earthquake. Like I remember the first earthquake I was in cause we moved to California years oh, wow. back and, okay. and I grew up in tornado alley. So it was like a tornado is coming we have this idea that a tornado was coming, right? right? You, Some you, warning, even, there, even there's if warning, not much. Right. You yeah. kind of know it's this type of year. The weather starts to feel like, eh, this is kind of tornado weather. Like it's rainy, but it's hot and it's, it's okay. I can kind of see, I can kind of sense that this is coming mm-hmm. after a while. And then you have the warning systems and the news is freaking out all, you know, you got Gary England and, and Mike Morgan are just all over this. And so you can't be like, you have to be, um, Uh, just under a rock to not Mm. know that a tornado was coming in some way. And, but an earthquake is not that way, right? Hurricanes, you got. You know, this storm Sometimes is coming over you know long. Week. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's this thing. It's right. building strength. You should put boards up on your windows right, and get right. out of town. Like, you know, this is coming, mm-hmm. but an earthquake is like all of a sudden, oh gosh, everything is shaking. Why is everything shaking? I remember the looking out, we had this sliding glass back door and I remember the glass like shaking like in and out, coming in and out. Like it was like a sound wave, you know, it was just like it just kept going. I remember looking out the window and uh, the pool the pool in the, in this apartment complex that we lit, like the water is just sloshing out of this, like, like you're holding a a bowl, you know, a bowl in your hand and just going back and forth. Like it's just chaos. Like, and you have no idea it's coming. The building is shaking. Like I can imagine the terror that comes with, oh, God came down on this mountain and now everything is shaking. Oh, we just killed this guy. And, uh, and, and now all of a sudden the, the, you know, how many people probably were like, what's the, um, uh, the, the 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 Roman centurion that says, uh, "Wow, this this must have been the Son of God." Yes. After all, like we killed this guy, and then all this chaos and it goes ensues dark in the middle of the day, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, that was that actually was the Son of God." Like we just screwed up bad. Mm. Like I, you know, so it's just like that verse alone
1: just started my memory going through all these, you know, through all of this. Yeah. But uh, um, I'm such a visual guy, uh, my. My brain goes back to the portrayal of that moment in The Passion of the Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. They did a really good job of right as, you know, Jesus dies on the cross, they flash to the temple and they, they display the earthquake and they display the the ripping of the curtain mm. and in even the splitting of the rock. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's a powerful picture. It, it also, just like I wonder what it was like to be a Christian in Rome, I wonder what it was like to be, you know, one of the, the Jewish temple workers That is freaking out, not even thinking maybe about Jesus being up on Golgotha, you know? I mean, he's not even maybe aware of what's going on, but he's in the temple doing his job and everything goes crazy. And the curtain that he's never allowed to go behind (laughs) rips down the middle, you know? Polishing menorahs and all of a sudden, wait. It's a powerful picture. I also wanted to jump to Hebrews chapter 10 because the writer um, in verse 19 says, so dear brothers... And sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. And that's a direct referral to what you just said, that the key word there is access. It doesn't mean God's not holy anymore. Yeah. It just means because of the work of Jesus, our access has drastically changed. Mm. We have direct access to him in his holiness.
0: So when I was, um, well, let's see, it was it was probably uh, maybe, 15, maybe 15 years ago or so, um, we were blessed with a trip to Israel and we got to go um, and we had a we had a Jewish guide that um, um, was my mom actually led the trip and so she was like is, this guy's name is Abraham and so they they had had worked together in the past as she had led other trips and things and so we got blessed to go and and it was just it was crazy to see this to be on the on the Temple Mount on, uh, the place where the the temple would have been back in the day, um, on top of the ruins with the wall, the western wall and um, and uh, you know the mosque, the mosque is right is right by there. and and so it was just really cool that he he kind of explained like in in the ways that they talk about the the temple being built, like this spot over here is specifically where the Holy of Holies would have been. Mm. And so to experience, Uh, just that, that picture of understanding kind of like, that's where it would have been. And to hear his perspective as a Jewish man, we don't go here. I don't walk in that spot. Like that spot is not for me. Mm. And then to see it and to think about like, but with the veil being torn and, and for, for my access as you said to be changed for that spot like to that holiest place in the temple that Jesus changed the access that curtain is gone and now i have access to this place that this this jewish guy was like no nah, i don't go there mm. i don't do that and to be able to stand there and be like
1: but i have access to this mm. was just crazy that's way cool i love it i love the power of that moment
0: Okay, um, let's wrap this sucker up. We've uh, derailed a little bit here talking
1: about how Thriller and the Crucifixion come together. Apparently, what Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see Michael Jackson coming. I had a little Raiders of the Lost Ark imagery. Okay, my, that's, I mean, that, too.
0: That, I get that. I get that. It wasn't planned. It just kind of <laughs> came out. But all right, so let's wrap this sucker up. Anything else? Uh, we, we got uh, we we got stuff coming up next week. Um, what else?
1: Anything else from from this past week that you want to you want to talk about? No, I'm just uh, just even more hopeful and excited, I think, because specifically we've, we've just seen our community coming together, our, our faith community, right. more and more people coming back to church. Um, I love the work that you're doing. Uh, I know what's coming with uh, trying to provide meals for folks for Thanksgiving. I know what's coming with uh, a global ministry we're partnering with that we're going to start talking about over the next few weeks. Uh, I just really feel like some exciting things are coming together. What people don't see, maybe that I'll, I'll highlight as well, is we've got several rooted groups that are meeting weekly right. that um, represent a bunch of people that were disconnected before that are connecting at our church now, and uh, we've got leaders that were not leading before that are stepping up and leading now. And so I'm, I just, I'm getting more and more excited about what God's doing, even coming out of some weird hard times. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: cool. Okay, so uh, then then as we
1: are in this chunk of Acts, what can we expect next week? Um, man, I, I hesitate to uh, to spoil it, uh, but <laughs> I am real excited about a challenging message okay. coming this Sunday okay. because the scripture itself at the end of chapter four is very challenging, and uh and maybe just to to be a little redundant, you know, it's going to get messier, it's going to get harder, uh, really over the next month or so and i think that's going to be i think that's going to be actually encouraging because i think we're going to be able to relate a whole lot to the to the early church days and and have to wrestle hard with how it applies to us yeah okay all right yeah. and my cowboys are 3 and 1 so i don't know what that has to do with anything but life just got a little sweeter yesterday did it yeah did it? Was that, was I think it? the eagles lost that was end, didn't they? yeah they did is Jalen hurts still your quarterback is yeah. that even a-
0: actually honestly i uh if we're gonna dive into to sports
1: he was not the problem he was not the problem if the, he's not the problem the defense that's a red flag oh the defense was bad i'm sorry all you non-sports fans I but i just you had your moment in the sun was okay that, was so that i'm gonna i'm
0: gonna take a deep breath and then i'm going to wrap this thing up before I take that deep breath, would you like to interrupt me with anything else before
1: I do? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Okay. You're so you're so you're such a man of <laughs> of uh, of humility. Because hmm. I just kind of teed up for you and you don't go to OU and domination. You just let me be the punk and for just a moment and you're fine with it and i if i was you in my level of insecurity i'd be like yeah but what about the sooners what about all the big 12 championships that's right that's right well i uh, i just
0: assume that people can see through you so uh, (laughs) i'll let them i'll let you just let me dig my own grave that's right that's right thank you brooke Uh uh-huh all right this has been the e6 podcast from colonial church you can always get more information about colonial colonialchurch.com or you can uh, download our app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. Obviously, we love to hear from you. Uh, we love your questions. We love your concerns, your comments, your feedback, your questions, your feedback, your questions. We like your questions. Send us your questions. And you can do that to podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll pick up the conversation next week.